Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one here, Sheffield United versus Liverpool in the Premier League. It's been eight days since um, the Merseyside derby defeat to Everton at Anfield. Who would have thought I'd ever be saying those words? But in this bizarre Premier League season and the way things have been going for Liverpool recently, it's just some things are just unexplainable. And last week's result was probably one of them. And... It was just time for Liverpool to bounce back. Um, knowing your next opponent is Sheffield United, who are also in terrible form in the Premier League. There's statistics saying for them that they're on course to have a record amount of defeats in top flight Premier League history. Or in top flight history, not even just the Premier League, but in top flight history. Um, so that was the incentive Two te- two teams on in having two teams on bad runs. One of them have one of them could have something to give, and we'll see whether that um, opportunity could come for Liverpool. I will explain uh, the events that have happened in today's game. Um, so what has happened since um, the Merseyside derby defeat? The Merseyside derby defeat and um, today's game. Um, First of all, I'd like to say rest in peace and condolences to um, Alison and his family. Um, Alison lost his father in a tragic accident in Brazil. Um, my thoughts are with Alison, obviously. Terrible time, terrible news. Um, the fact that he can't go to the funeral is a is awful news as well. Um, similar situation with Jurgen Klopp's mother where they found out when he found out um the death of his mother and was unable to attend the funeral in Germany so because of the pandemic situation so um yeah my thoughts are with Alison and let him have the time he needs to grieve and um when he's ready to come back to play we'll be there with him we'll be there all supporting him but yes, um, that was one of the first sad incidences that happened. Um, the second incident, um, obviously in the last podcast, I had mentioned Jordan Henderson injury. At first, I thought it was hamstring. Later, it was confirmed that he had a groin injury. Um, it's been yet specified whether to, whether he's going to need oper- an operation or not. So they said from six weeks to three months. If it's three months, it means he's potentially out of the Euros. He potentially misses the Euros. Um, if it's not six months, I mean, if it's not three months, if it's six weeks, then he'll be back April, maybe, maybe, I don't know. It's hard to specify it. Um, and with Liverpool and injuries, whatever they tell you, add on another three weeks. As you've seen with Keita, as you've seen with Jota, as you've seen with Fabinho, etc, etc. So yes, um, that was what we was dealing with. But yeah, our opponents today, Sheffield United, as, as I said before, they're not in the greatest of form, neither are we. But if there was a game where a win should be a formality... It should. It would be Sheffield United. Um, 
Everyone else has shown some sort of form. But Sheffield United have not once shown some consistent form. They're probably the only team in the Premier League who have consistently getting used to defeat after defeat after defeat, loss after loss. And psychologically, I think they would have known that overcoming the odds right now is near enough impossible for them. So half of, half of the team may be psychologically preparing for championship football. And maybe Chris Wilder's thinking that as well. Liverpool, on the other hand, um, before today's game, tonight's game, Saturday was Man City against West Ham. Man City helped us out in defeating West Ham. Um, and then today's game, Leicester versus Arsenal. Arsenal helped us out by defeating Leicester. And... Chelsea versus Man United, they cancelled each other out with a draw. So, the four teams directly above us, with the exception of Man City, have shown that top uh, have shown that there's a potential buff to get in top four again. And what a time to capitalize! It should Liverpool to were to do it. Um. So yeah, let's get into the lineup and everything else. So, in goal, you had um Adrian. Left back, uh, Robertson, centre backs, Phillips and Kabak, right back, Trent Alexander Arnold, um, midfield three, Jones, Wijnaldum, Thiago, a usual front three up front. Um, this time the bench had Milner, we had Kato again on the bench, Ox was on the bench, I think Shakiri on the bench, Diva Karigi. And some youngsters who I have not heard of. Um, yes, yeah, so obviously, as I mentioned before, Alisson hearing the passing, hearing that his father's passed away, Jurgen Klopp gave him the time off for him to grieve. Um, I was expecting Keller here, but he must be injured as well. He wasn't in the match day squad, so um, it was back to Adrian in goal. Oh no! <laughs> and when I saw this lineup, I said, "Ah." Oh, we could be in trouble again. Um, Adrian has not played for us since October. So, no football in four months will do something to you. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, Nat Phillips in defence. Fair enough. To be fair, he hasn't really put a foot wrong. We know his limitations and I think he plays he plays to his strengths all the time as opposed to... Doing the things that exposes his weaknesses. So, Phillips, for me, deserves to start. Um, Quebec, obviously, another makeshift centre. I mean, no, he's not makeshift. But, again, that's his third or fourth start in a row for us. Um, this time, not against a, a tough Premier League team or a European team. He's had, he's had to play against Leicester, Everton, Leipzig... All difficult teams to play against. This time he's had the luxury of Sheffield United. So things might be a little different. Um, Trent, right back, normal. Uh, mid Usual front, usual mid, the, the midfield being the same. Fair enough. You can't really complain there because of the injuries and everything else. And the usual front three, fair enough. Can't complain as well. So no Fabinho, no Jota on the bench. Um... Maybe they weren't ready yet. Maybe we're saving both of them for 
the really big game on Thursday. But yeah, anyways, let's get into the performance now. First half starts. Um, Liverpool, relatively in control. Relatively in control. Um, we were trying a little, trying a lot of early long balls in the first five minutes. Trent just constantly spamming long balls again, falling to no one. Um, that was annoying. But yeah, the first the first big chance comes now. I think Genie does a long ball. Uh, Mane jumps in the air, tries to compete for it with another Sheffield United player. It kind of deflects off his shoulder or whatever. Um, and then the ball falls into the nice path of Firmino. Firmino's dribbling with the ball. He's one-on-one. Chris Ramsdale has shown him where to shoot, essentially, by going near post with his positioning as Firmino's approaching the 18-yard box. In my head, I'm thinking, go for a post. Obvious thing to do. Just slot it away. But in typical Firmino fashion, he shoots straight at Chris Ramsdale and it's a comfortable save for him. And that was the first moment. Because had this fallen to Mane or Salah instead, it would have been 1-0 Liverpool. But once again, we are talking about Firmino not scoring the clear-cut chances. Um, We will get into that. I'll get into that a little bit in a little bit. But after that, Liverpool were still imposing themselves. Had most of the possession. Um, The second chance comes now. This time, a lovely, lovely ball from Trent um, crossed in. Falls to Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones could have... I wanted Curtis Jones to try and hit this on the half volley because he was under pressure from the Sheffield United player. But he, he lets it bounce and controls it with shin. He kind of gets it under control. But at the same time, he's under pressure from the Sheffield United player. So then... um. The ball is getting a bit away from him. And then he toe pokes it. Chris Ramsdale saves it again. Um, and then we have another chance this time. A lovely ball played into Mo Salah. Um, I wanted Salah to kind of square it to Mane at the time of watching it. But the only option, now I saw the replay, was for him to shoot. It was a tight angle. Again, Chris Ramsdale goes near post. But Salah had to shoot with his right foot. He didn't have a choice. Um... But yeah, Chris Ramsdale says it again. And then we have another chance where Liverpool impose themselves. Trent, um, a, a mistake from Ampadu, the Crystal Palace defender, gives the ball to Trent. Trent dribbles with it, um, fakes the shots with his right foot, goes with his left foot. He could have kind of passed it to Salah for him to shoot, but he shoots with his left foot. Another Chris Ramsdale save. I was thinking, surely it's not going to be one of these games where keeper has the game of his life or whatever. Blah, 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 as we've seen. Um, and then the first nearly moment from Sheffield United. Um, long ball from them. Some sort of miscommunication between Quebec and Adrian. Um, Quebec toe pokes it. And Adrian runs in another direction. The ball goes into the net. Thankfully, McGoldrick was offside. And the players, Liverpool players kind of knew that already. But the fact you saw that miscommunication kind of worried me. That's not what I wanted to see. Uh, what else happened defensively? I think when Sheffield United had a couple set pieces, um, 
Adrian just wasn't showing himself. Like, he would come out of goal, but always punch it, never look to catch it. Um, there was also another chance where, from Sheffield United, they had a shot, it deflects. You can see the deflection has happened, but Adrian reacts again late to it, and then he has to palm it wide. And then they have a corner, balls whipped in, Adrian punches it away. Um, and that was pretty much that for Sheffield United chances. Um, and then we have a chance again. Um, Gini Wijnaldum, lovely spell of possession on the ball. Dribbles past two Sheffield United players. Shoots outside the box. Chris Ramsdale saves it. Ball falls to Bobby Firmino. The typical striker will just hit this ball. Instant rebound. 1-0. But Firmino passes the ball. There's no one asking for the pass. Everyone's looking at you, expecting you to shoot the ball so that it ripples into the net. Mane did not ask for this ball to be passed. Neither did Salah, neither did anyone else. But Firmino, his instinctive is to not be selfish. But in that instinct, we need you to be ruthless. And then he, and, and he fluffs his lines, essentially. And this is the problem with Firmino. And, and it's constantly been explained in... How many podcasts now? But again, it just reiterates the facts that uh, we need an actual striker. If that was Diogo Jota in that situation, the ball is hitting the roof of the net, my friend. And that's without hesitation. Or Salomane, it hits the roof of the net without hesitation. Because they know how to be clinical and ruthless. Sure, Firmino does all this other stuff, blah, 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 blah. But we need you to score, my guy. If you're going to miss big chances, you have to make it up with the other big chance in the same game to score. If you're not going to do that, then questions will be asked of you whether you should be starting. Because you did all the other stuff, we're all tackling, blah, 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 blah. But all the big chances are falling to you, my friend. You've got to slot them away. That's, and that's how you stop a 1 in 5 becoming a 1 in 4 or what, and turning that into a 1 in 4, 1 in 3, 1 in 2 at the very least. At least behave like a 1 in 2 if you're going to be a false 9. But anyway, that was the situation with Firmino. Um, and essentially, it was nil-nil at half-time. So, again, another another first half performance where Liverpool don't score, and we haven't scored in the first half. At first, I thought it was West Brom with Mane, but I was wrong. Firmino scored against Tottenham. That was like a month ago. At the end of the first half, I barely remember that, but it was a stat that they mentioned today. But in terms of the first half performance, all that needed was the two goals and. Liverpool should have been at least 2-0 up. They did everything okay. They did everything well other than score, which has been the constant problem for Liverpool in the past two months. Uh, again, this has been mentioned in all the in podcasts before. I'm not trying to make this episode sound like um, a deja vu moment, but I can only report on what I see. And that was what I was seeing at the time. Um... That was what I was seeing at the time. Second half starts now. Liverpool are now more reactive. Um, There was a moment, 48 minutes. Liverpool down the wing with the ball. Trent looks like the ball's about to go out for a goal kick. He crosses it in um, with power. Jagielka clears it, I think. Ball falls to Curtis Jones. They all stand. Every All the Sheffield United players are just standing their arms up, presuming this ball... Is gone out for a goal kick. Curtis Jones alert to the ball. 
controls it, slots it, bottom corner, 1-0 to Liverpool after 48-49 minutes. Finally, Liverpool get the lead and it was deserved. And shout out to Curtis Jones for making up the, the chance where he could have done a little bit better. Um, but yeah, that's what we want to see. And it was expected. Liverpool deserved to be in the lead. Um, yeah, Sheffield United players switching off. I don't know why they did, but they did. So <laughs> if you're going to give Liverpool gifts like that, we'll take them. Very, thank you very much. And yeah, in my head I was thinking it should be it should be three 0 but we're only dealing with the one 0 situation. Um, and then Sheffield United kind of have a chance. A ball is crossed in. Um, it falls to McBurney. Um, Phillips should have been kind of watching McBurney's off the ball run because he's in the middle between Trent and Phillips. Phillips jumps with the ball, but um, McBurney just I think the jump of Phillips maybe takes his eye line off a little bit and the ball goes off target. Um, and yeah, and there was a couple other times where Quebec was just not reading McBurney's runs, and I think that's a glaring weakness in Quebec, where he doesn't spot the off the ball runs early enough, where you stop the chance from even you stop the half chance from even being considered, let alone created. Um, but yeah, that's what Quebec needs to work on because Richarlison ate him up last time, and I was thinking. If that was against Chelsea type strikers or any other other side where the opposition got a bit more finesse about them, a bit more belief about them, that would be a problem. But because of Sheffield United, we got away with it. Um, and then secondly, secondly, then yeah, they had a couple other set pieces, corners. We dealt with that. Um, I th- I just don't think Sheffield United were threatening enough really in that most of that second half. And then second half starts now. I mean, it's not starts. We continue the second half, 64th minute. A bit of link-up play between Salah and Firmino. Firmino's dribbling, dribbling. Kind of dribbles past two uh, Sheffield United defenders. He has a shot. It was going wide. Wicked deflection. Bamboozles Chris Ramsdale. Ball hits the net, 2-0. But it doesn't count as a Firmino goal. It counts as an OG. And when you see it in the replay, this ball was going off target. Which again reiterates the fact that we need an actual striker. Um, but yeah, shout out to Firmino making up for making up that mistake with not scoring in the first half. He contributes to something that gets us the second goal. And from then on, Crystal Crystal Sheffield United's belief was kind of just zapped out of them. Um, we did, we then do substitutions. Milner comes on. Thiago comes off. I think Thiago did okay. All he had to do is keep the ball moving, really, because it's just. Because it's Sheffield United, you don't really have to do anything out of the ordinary. So I think Thiago had an okay game. Um, Milner comes on just to be professional and keep the ball ticking as well. Build your fitness off after coming back from an injury. And then finally, 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 Naby Keita comes on and Curtis Jones comes off. And Naby Keita immediately doing the things that Liverpool have been missing in this midfield for two months. Getting the ball in the half space turning out and creating an attack in an instant. And Naibi Keita was showing glimpses of that within the first five minutes. And this is not even a fully fit Naibi Keita. When Naibi Keita builds up this match sharpness again, and I'm, ho- I'm kind of hoping he starts on Thursday. Whether we risk it or not is another question, I don't know. But he was looking sharp, um, just tidy as well. Uh, win- and yeah, just looking like the old Naibi Keita that we know him for. And hopefully this is, he's passed, he's essentially on his last chance now 
Because if he gets injured between now and the end of the season, unless it's a dirty tackle, if it's a non-contact injury again that fails him, I will be very frustrated. And yeah, it would it would mean we'd have to sell Cater. To me, this is Cater's last chance to prove to us that he can actually contribute for Liverpool. But yeah, he looks very tidy in the ball and he was doing all the things that I was missing. That's been missing in Liverpool's midfield, essentially, the energy. Um, and yeah, we have another chance, I think. Robertson tries to square it to Salah, but the ball was overhit. And Salah gets his right foot onto it, but he can't do much with it. Not, not his foot. I think just the pace of the ball was a bit too much. And there was another chance where Trent crosses the ball in low drive. Ball falls to Robertson. He tries to shoot first time. Ball goes over. But other than that, there was not really much threatening from Sheffield United. I think after the 80th minute, the belief was zapped out of them. And there was just, it was just a concentration thing. As long as Quebec and Adrian concentrate and Phillips tidies up, we win the game. And we did that. Liverpool finally win a Premier League game. They end their run of four consecutive Premier League losses. Um, and what a time to capitalise on the top four teams above us dropping points. So now it makes Thursday's game against Chelsea tasty. And it makes it so crucial. Um, my man in the match will be Curtis Jones because he looks phenomenal. Um, confident, reassuring, got the opening goal for us as well. Um, and he looks the most confident out of everyone, to be honest. Um, yeah, so I'll shout out to Curtis Jones and he's got a good future ahead of him. Um, Thursday now, hopefully Fabinho is in the squad. Jota is in the squad. My dream midfield for that game would be... Um, it would be Fabinho, Thiago and Cater. Which will mean Curtis Jones would get dropped. I know Genie would get dropped, which is hard. a little bit harsh on Genie because he played really well in the number six today. I know Sheffield United, but he played really well. But I'd love to see that midfield of Fabinho, Keita and Thiago because you'd see energy. You'd see energy. Um, and yes, we did have a new centre-back partnership. The 15th one or 16th with... with, uh, with Quebec and Phillips, whether Klopp sticks with that in the long term, I don't know. When Fabinho comes back, I'd love to see him in midfield, really. But because it's Chelsea... Nah, even if, if, even if it's Chelsea, I still think we need to play Fabinho in his actual position. Because Fabinho will stop these attacks, will stop the start of a Chelsea attack playing in DM. And with Thiago there, not having to do the Fabinho job, it allows him to play his natural game and it will allow Cato to do his natural game and it will boost the confidence of the front three even more. Um, if Jota is fit for Thursday, I can only presume he'll be on the bench. He wouldn't start. Um, but I'm sure there'll be a moment where he comes on and maybe changes the game for us. But yeah, this was a good win. It was an important win. Um, professional performance, that's all I'd have to say. I want to say it's an outstanding performance. Liverpool just did what they had to do to win. And we showed that we deserved to win anyway because Sheffield United just didn't show enough and they showed why they're going to be relegated and they showed why they're going to, why they're going to hit the record amount of Premier League losses in, in the history. So, but yeah, well done to Liverpool. Hopefully, away from home, away from home, our form has not been that concerning. It's just at Anfield. And we got two games at Anfield. 
So, if there's a time to get a win at Anfield, it's Thursday. Because if you beat Chelsea, you're then above Chelsea. We finish above Chelsea. Um, and then we got Fulham on Sunday at Anfield. And then on Wednesday is Anfield. So, the next three games is at Anfield. So, we'll see. We'll see whether we can turn around our Anfield form in the next three games. So, yeah. Um... Thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. Uh, once again, under half an hour, well done to me. And yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Like, share, subscribe, and tune in on Thursday where I'll give my review of Liverpool versus Chelsea. Thank you.